G'day, it's Hayley Carr here, coming to you from my little riverside cottage in Australia. Welcome to the Super Freak Podcast. I run a boutique coaching agency from right here, my farmhouse, with clients all over the globe. And in this show, I'm welcoming you into my world, into my home, and sharing the powerful philosophies, mindsets, and insights that make super talented, super freaky people able to create crazy good results sustainably, on repeat, and almost effortlessly, so you can do it too. These riffs are inspired by conversations with the incredible people that I coach every single day, which I've been doing for over a decade, and from my own experience as a world champion martial artist. I love destroying big ideas until they're teeny tiny bits of genius that you can take with you, understand, remember, repeat, and use to create miraculous results with ease. You'll learn here about what I call yin-style leadership, keeping the spark and the polarity in your relationships, financial empowerment, slowing down to achieve more, and regenerative, sustainable success in any kind of high-pressure, high-achievement-focused circumstances. So hold on to your hats, folks, and listen out for your insight of the day. I'm going to show you how to become immune to fear, failure, and feeble thinking. And before you know it, you'll be chasing down with ease and enthusiasm what you may have thought was impossible just yesterday. Let's dive in to today's episode. G'day. I'm here to talk to you today about Female breadwinners, being the breadwinner in your family. (laughs) And uh, from a leadership perspective, I've had so many conversations about this of late. It's hot on my heart. And I actually made a video on YouTube about being the breadwinner in your family and some tips for that many years ago. But I wanted to extend on that in this podcast episode because, Well, I've had lots of conversations about it of late. I have some new insights around it as well. But I also want to say that everything I said in that video still applies. So I've linked the YouTube video below, Young Haley, um, talking about being the breadwinner in the family. But I talked about it more in in that YouTube video from a like here are some tips perspective. And I didn't really talk about my own personal experience with this. And so I thought it would be fun to talk about that here. So for the last number of years, I have been the sole income earner in my family and absolutely proud of that and love that. But like, I want to talk about this because it's just a fascinating topic of conversation for so many women today because it comes with a whole lot of charge. It comes with a whole lot of stuff that goes around it. And some of that is guilt and some of that is resentment. And some of that is trying to figure the heck out how we do this without losing our minds or carrying a huge mental load. And I have seen it all. And I want to debunk a couple of reasons why we feel the way that we feel today. I want to talk about my own personal experience with this and how I see it fitting in, in a world today that looks very, very different to back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, even 90s when women started become, well, not really 50s, (laughs) but when women started to become 
workplace people and started actually having children but also having jobs and then taking over as income earners in the family like this the high earn, income earner in the family and things like that like there's mentalities and things that have actually shifted over time and there's also things that women carry with them in terms of gender rolled conditioning that men don't typically have and these are parts of the reasons why we feel guilty and weird about certain things and so I just want to talk about all of that today and kind of have a little bit of a I guess a circular discussion about all these different things, just to give you some ideas of how to think about this for yourself. If you are the breadwinner or if you are somebody who wants to go out and earn more money, but maybe you've got a little bit of a fear of like, if my business becomes really successful and I become the sole income earner, what happens then? So I'm going to start there because many years ago, I used to have a massive fear of being the breadwinner in my family. Um, And that came from a lot of social conditioning and, you know, I'm just going to be really honest and say that I didn't really see a lot of examples of female breadwinners. Um, This was like a long, long time ago, but I didn't see a lot of examples of female breadwinners in the family where the roles hadn't really been organized and the couple was happy right? Like I, I knew examples of female breadwinners, but I didn't know examples of female breadwinners in relationships that weren't harboring a little bit of resentment or just struggling in general, right? So, or like relationships were kind of non-existent in that way. And so I really wanted to be a high income earning woman. I really wanted to, to be independent. I really wanted to do all of those things, but I was really afraid that if I out earned my partner and I didn't have a partner at the time, but I was afraid to be the type of person who out earned my partner because the story that I had was that I would be emasculating them and Also, I would then be having to take over not only working, but having to do all the other stuff as well, like cooking, cleaning, if I had kids, raising kids, and I would end up being resentful, drained, exhausted, and I would never have sex with my partner ever because I would probably turn into a very masculine woman and not very attractive because like hashtag angry, just mental load and all that stuff, right? So the examples that I had seen in all honesty was that the female breadwinners a lot of the time were super resentful and the relationships were not sexual and they were not romantic. They were more like best friends who just get stuff done. I just didn't have a lot of example of that. And then the funny thing was I also didn't know a lot of personal friends or people in my life who had that experience in that time. Like anyone who was kind of doing a good job of it. And then one of my girlfriends, one of my really good friends, she wasn't the breadwinner at the time in her relationship. She was growing a new business, but she told me a story about how when in a previous career path that she had taken, she actually was the breadwinner and she was making stacks of money and her partner sort of did some work, I guess, for her and they worked together, but she was earning a lot of money on her own. And she was very young as well. And she was kind of the breadwinner of the partnership. And she said, no, Haley, like you've got it twisted. 
I loved it. I loved having the freedom. I loved not having to ask to spend money on something that I wanted. I loved that I got to decide where the money went. I loved being the one who was the breadwinner because I never felt guilty about taking care of myself. I never felt guilty about any anything that I ever did. It was freaking amazing and he loved it too because he knew that I loved what I did and he wasn't emasculated. He didn't mind it at all. And I thought, wow, that's so interesting for two reasons. Number one, Being with the right person means the right person is not going to feel emasculated by my success. That's a key piece. You got to have the right person. But secondly, is that a lot of women feel guilt around taking care of themselves and around resting if they're not the ones who are earning the money in the first place. So I suppose that could be an entire conversation in and of itself, but we've got to be aware of our conditioning and our programming. And when I say conditioning and programming, I mean like the constant inner script that goes on in our minds about what we're allowed to do based on our worth, based on how much money we're actually bringing into the family. Because if you are someone who is not the breadwinner and you are solely reliant on your partner and you're listening to this right now, I want you to know that you are doing a whole lot of unpaid labor right now. And the only reason why that money can be coming in in the first place is because of the work that you're doing at home. So not for one minute should you feel or think that because you are you don't have some contract with some employer or something, that the work that you're doing is not valuable or valid enough for you to justify being able to take a break or take care of yourself. That is very important. That's what I want you to know. So as women, we're kind of recarving the pathway really about how things get to go and how business gets to go. And I've had a really interesting experience with becoming the breadwinner in my family because I was so aware of what I didn't want it to be like and so aware that I was with the right person. And the funny thing for Jamie and I is that it's been a case of like, I asked him to quit his job so that we could move to our dream house. And that meant that he had to actually quit his job. And he's had his own businesses on the side and things like that. But I've had him renovating our house and doing all kinds of stuff as soon as we moved that it just wasn't able to happen. Like he wants to build another house somewhere else for us as well. And so it just hasn't been that he's been able to put his time and energy into the businesses that he had, but he also didn't really want to work full time on them anyway, whereas I'm loving what it is that I'm doing. And so we kind of made this agreement. So, but here's the interesting thing, right? Like men and women have a lot of conditioning around being a provider and being a nurturer. And I'm going to talk about stereotypical gender roles, which we all know what they are. I don't need to go right into it, right? Like the woman nurtures and does all that stuff and the man goes out and like protects and provides and and all the rest. And so one of the things, and maybe I'll get Jamie on the podcast at some point, but one of the things that Jamie really struggled with, and I have his permission to talk about this, by the way, was the fact that like he was conditioned from a very young age to be a provider. And the thing that I really struggled with was actually from a very young age, I was conditioned to be the supporter. So the examples that I had seen of like what I was expected to do was probably put career aspirations to the side for myself and support my partner in whatever he was doing or raise the kids or support their business and whatever else. And so 
that's another reason why I was really afraid and frightened to become the breadwinner because I didn't know what it would feel like to hold that responsibility. I didn't know what it would feel like to be the leader of the family in that regard, I suppose. I didn't know, like it felt very foreign to me and very unknown to be the one who was sticking their neck out on behalf of the family and not be the one who could hide behind someone else. If there was a mistake made, I didn't want to be the one who held the responsibility for that mistake and potentially screwed it up. Whereas like I know a lot of women are quite happy to not be the breadwinner and to kind of be the support for their partner because they don't want to be the one who's responsible for anything going wrong if it does as well. Like there's so much to it. There's so many pieces to this. And I know that you will probably have your own reasons for either wanting to be the breadwinner or not wanting to be the breadwinner yourself as well. And they're all totally valid. I spoke about this on an Instagram post as well. I spoke about how two years ago I asked him to quit his job and we were celebrating our two-year anniversary of that day. And I had a number of people like private clients and friends say to me, right, like what's the real deal? What, Like what is actually the deal? Like how did it actually go down? You being the breadwinner and him not working, like how did that actually go for you? I've told them the story and I want to share that with you today. And heads up, we didn't kill each other. We didn't nearly break up. We didn't like secretly pretend everything was great on the outside when it wasn't like it's actually been really freaking smooth. And I want to tell you this because if you are worried about becoming the breadwinner or if you're holding yourself back in any way from creating more financial success, then this episode is absolutely for you. And If you are in a situation where you are the breadwinner and you're feeling incredibly resentful and you're struggling with that, then hopefully what I'm sharing here will sort of support you to be able to turn that around as well. Because I know that this is like not a regular sort of experience for a lot of people. The first thing is, is that it really helps if you're with the right person who's not emasculated by someone else's success. And I would actually go so far as to say that there aren't a lot of men that that actually do feel emasculated when their partner is very successful. For the most part, most men are really excited and they're really supportive and they love seeing their females or their partners thrive. It is a bullshit story that we get fed that you're going to emasculate your man. And think about all the movies that you've watched where the woman is like working really hard and the guy gets bored and then he rolls like ends up cheating on her or something like that. Like it's such a really subtle conditioning and programming that if you become a successful woman, you're going to lose your man. Like you're going to turn masculine, you're going to lose your man. That's exactly what I was afraid of. But my experience and the experience that I have seen of so many women is that, well, being with the right person is key, but quite often a lot of men are super, super supportive. And like, if you're with the right person, they listen to you when you ask for things, they communicate really clearly with you. If you express your feelings, if you express your needs, they want to actually support you just like you do with them. And if you're with the right person, they are just going to love that you're thriving and that you can that you can fulfill your potential and feel really, really amazing about that. So I want to dispel this myth that if you become successful, you risk losing your man. Because if he's worth keeping, he's not going anywhere when you're successful. He's going to be backing you the whole way. Let me just say that. Now, the other thing that I think is really interesting is this, and and we've had a couple of conversations about it. There's a lot of guilt around letting go of a lot of things that you don't sort of need to do. 
So for Jamie and I, it's been an interesting kind of transition in the sense that it wasn't like a hard transition, like today's the day you take over and something else, like, and I quit. There was that moment of like, okay, today's the day I've quit my job and and you're solely responsible, of course. But like Jamie had so much other stuff to do that it was never like one of us was sitting around and not working because after he quit, we moved across the country and he was renovating a house for us. And it was meant to be a quick renovation and it turned into a big one because I decided a week before we moved that we were going to turn this place into the most beautiful little cottage that we had ever seen because we didn't want to live somewhere that felt not amazing until we build like the real house that we wanted to live in. Like I kind of upped the ante on it, which meant that Jamie, bless him, was all in. He's like, yes, let's make it amazing. And he spent months and months and months kind of renovating this place. And so there wasn't really like a hardcore conversation of, right, this is what is expected of you. This is what's expected of you. This is what's going to happen. It just never went like that. We kind of just were getting by doing the things that we needed to do and both of us were busy and it it wasn't really taken into consideration who was making the money or anything like that until this year really when our renovation was finished and I needed more support with what I was doing and Jamie didn't have so many things to do because he was waiting on part of the renovation includes his shed being built and there's only so much he can do without a shed. So we got to this point where it was like, okay, I need to take some things off my plate and I need your help. And we had to have these really clear and honest conversations that weren't like, I don't know. It wasn't like there, there wasn't a buildup of resentment because anytime any spark of any kind of weird feeling was there, we talked about it. And this is really key and really important for relationships when you're in uncharted territory. And that's exactly what I said to my partner. I said, we're in uncharted territory right now. Like you and I are kind of swapping out roles. Like he became the person who is cooking in our family, who's doing a lot of cleaning around the place, like looking after the house. And I'm the one who's making the money, but I love what I do. So I don't feel like I'm in this masculine provider role. I'm having a lot of fun in my business. And he was struggling in the beginning. And and like I said, I have permission to talk about this, but the thing that he struggled with was like the whole the definition of providing and not being the provider. Like how could he be a provider? And I was struggling with like not wanting, like not wanting to be the one who really put myself out there and potentially making a mistake. So we were both kind of dealing with our own internal feelings about the transition, but we both wanted the transition because we knew that that's what had to happen in order for us to be able to move to our new place. So we set up for ourselves like a little bit of an agreement around who was going to do what and making sure that we're having regular connection and regular conversation about how it feels for both of us. And there's just been interesting things that have happened inside of that as well, which I'm going to share with you. Here's another myth, right? That gender roles, like the man makes the money, the woman raises the family. We don't have kids actually, but the woman does the nurturing, the cooking, the cleaning and the whatever. And here's what I find fascinating about that is that the gender roles have nothing to do with polarity. The relationships that I see that get kind of messed up from gender roles swapping and someone taking over being the breadwinner and then ending up resentful is when the polarity is gone. Okay. So polarity is the balance of that 
undeniable energy that is inside of every single human being and inside of every single relationship, whether it is same sex or heterosexual, is the masculine and feminine energy that is inside of it all. That's polarity. And if that masculine and feminine balance is there and we're both operating or all operating inside of our natural energy, then the relationship will be stable no matter what the roles are that you are playing. So inside of our relationship, the thing that I think has made it really work for us, which I feel so, so grateful for, is that I feel provided for and supported every single day. Like I feel like me going into my business and operating inside of my business is being in my feminine yin sort of energy right now. That's for me, a very natural place. If you could like go from yang being a 10 and yin being a zero, like my natural place that I'd like to sit is about a three and sometimes up to like a five, like I can, I can do masculine things and, and do the yang sort of a thing. It's not about never doing them, but that's kind of naturally where I sit. And for me, being able to go into my business, do the thing that I love every single day and come out and there's like food, there's food there and someone has cooked it with love and my partner has gone out and collected wood and made a fire for us, like a real fire in the fireplace. Like, please have my babies. That is so hot. I feel so provided for. It's so yummy to me that to me, the masculine and feminine energies have not been messed with and therefore the gender roles don't really apply because as long as we're both being able to operate inside of our natural energy there, it doesn't matter who's doing what. Okay. I hope this makes sense so far, but we had a really interesting conversation. And like, this is just a conversation that we had that I wanted to share, which I found really funny. We had a conversation recently where we were talking about doing the cooking and Jamie said to me, I don't want to be the cook. Like, for the rest of our lives. Like, I don't want to be the one who cooks for us all the time. And of course he doesn't have to. So the other interesting things about, about us right now, (laughs) I feel like this is such an insight into our lives that I don't normally talk about such personal things, but here we go. The interesting thing about us is that we live in the middle of like a really rural sort of an area. So cleaning, like to get a cleaner, it's actually been really difficult to find a cleaner who wants to drive all the way out here to clean our house for us. So the typical things that would be available in terms of creating a team for your home and getting the help just unavailable to us in this rural area. We will find a workaround around that. But for the moment, we have had this agreement where (laughs) it's Jamie's role to like do like a typical job of getting things sorted, like in terms of the cleaning in our house, as if he were the cleaner and my company actually pay him a wage to do the things that like that just need to be done sort of thing. And to me, it feels really fair actually to be paying him a wage for the hard work that he's doing instead of it just all going to me because the way that I want, I'm just being very, very open here. Apparently that's what we're doing today. The way that I want it to be for us is that I want him to feel like he's got an income coming in and he's got tax being paid and super being paid towards like his future. So if he wants to get a loan for something, like it still feels like a justifiable kind of situation, like a fair situation. I don't know if this is too much information. I might have a vulnerability hangover after this. I don't know why. It just feels like I'm telling you a lot. But the interesting conversation we had was that he said, you know, I don't want to be the cook forever. And I thought this is really funny because if the roles were different, right? So one of the things, one of the reasons why a lot of men typically don't want to 
do certain things is because they actually weren't taught how to do them growing up. Like if you think about how we've been set up to do these typical roles our entire lives, women learn how to cook from their mothers and they actually learn and model off how to clean, how to tidy, how to take care of a home. Like it's a thing that women do and women talk about typically. Men learn how to chop wood, build stuff, fix things, you know, fix things that break, keep people warm and provide, right? There's typical things that we get taught So when you're kind of swapping out those roles, what's really interesting is it's not just about the mental game that's going on internally about how you feel about the swapping of the roles and like the conditioning and programming that we're butting up against as men and women doing something that is technically the opposite. But we're also butting up against all of our conditioning about what we know to do. Like we're often moving into a role that we just don't know how to do. It hasn't been modeled to us. So if you're stepping into a breadwinner role, it's like, I don't know how to be the person who leads the family and makes really difficult decisions and kind of takes that risk and wears that risk. And someone else might be like, I don't actually know how to get the kids food ready for lunch. I don't know how to clean properly. I've never been taught how to clean. I don't know how to cook. I've never been taught how to cook. And it's really typical that we struggle with learning the skills of being that person as well. One of the things I've personally struggled with is like having work at home and knowing that I need to get things done, but then going out and trying to be present with my family when I know that there are things that need to get done. And if I don't get them done, nobody else is going to do them because only I can do them. And like leaving my work at work, I suppose. And like that that is a thing. Like, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with knowing that if you don't show up for work, then you could lose your house because you're not going to be able to pay your mortgage. And there's a lot of stuff that just won't happen if you're not good and showing up to work and making things happen. And for the first time in my life, I felt the responsibility and the pressure that so many men feel in taking care of their family and feeling that feeling of like, wow. All of the money that I'm making goes towards this, 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 and this. So everybody can have a really good life. And there was like this tiny bit of like, oh, like resentment around that. Like, wow, it's not all for me anymore. (laughs) This might sound so trivial or like a kindergarten understanding to some of you who have gotten this. But for someone like me who was single her whole life and only ever had to take care of herself and then all of a sudden had to make sure that she took care of other people as well. It was like, whoa, like shock to the system kind of thing. That was the thing that I was like holding the responsibility. It felt like a big weight on my shoulders and I had to learn and am still learning every day to be with that responsibility of holding the weight on my shoulders, of carrying the responsibility of being able to make sure that everything like everything gets paid for and everyone has a, a comfortable life. And I want everyone to have a comfortable life, right? And then for my partner, it's been like, man, I got to learn how to cook. I got to learn how to do all this stuff that I just never thought that I would have to do. And I'm like, sorry, babe, I'm not a housewife. And plus, you know, trying to find a cleaner and there's not one. If you know anyone in the area that I live, that would be great. Send them my way. But then also, you know, dealing with the guilt of a lot of people have this idea, like, because I'm a woman, I should be the one making home cooked meals for my children because that's what mothers do. There's a whole lot of story and guilt and crap around what you should be doing in order to justify your position in the household or justify like your worth in the household. So the way that I would suggest that you figure this out, if you are a parent as well, but not just if you're a parent, like in any form, like in the relationship, 
is to work out what's really actually important to you. So for me, being provided for has never had anything to do with money. It's actually feeling safe. It's feeling like I can rest and I don't have to think about what everyone's eating today. Like being provided for, for me, just feels like if there's like, you've made a fire for me, like I said, have my babies, but like cooking for me so I can go out and eat some delicious, yummy food with you and just be present and enjoy instead of having another thing to do on my break during work feels so nourishing for me. Like I feel so taken care of and so supported, if you know what I mean. And for some parents, it's like, I don't care about cleaning my house. I don't care about picking my kids up from school. I don't care about making snacks for my kids. But what would mean a lot for me is being able to tuck them in every night at bed and taking them to sport on the weekends. And so this is about working out what's right for you, your relationship and your family and getting the support and getting the help in whatever way that you can, whether it be between the two of you as a partnership or taking on board that extra help as like, think about it like a team member for your business or for your work. If you're a single parent, especially to be able to do the things that are really important to you and let the fuck go of every other stupid thing that we tell ourselves we should be doing that would make us worthy of being an appropriate parent or worthy of making the money that we make or just worthy of being a human being on this earth, right? Just let it go. You do not have to scrub the toilet to justify being a good mum. You don't have to make snacks to justify being a good human. You don't have to be the cleaner to justify being a feminine person. And you don't have to be the breadwinner in order to be the provider. It's about working out what feels good for you, right? So I really want to drill that home with you. Anyway, back to my story. We had this really interesting conversation because Jamie said, I don't want to be the cook the whole time. And I was like, of course, you don't have to be the cook the whole time. But how interesting is this? Women rarely even get asked the question, do you want to do this for the rest of your life? There are so many jobs like in this role of swapping over the paradigm of who does what. My partner still has this really solid conditioning that I wish every human had of like, I actually have a choice about whether I want to do this forever or not. And that is something that I know a lot of women do not have. And so my point of sharing this podcast with you is to point out that if you're struggling with being the breadwinner, we are not only fighting against gender roles and like conditioning and stuff like that. We're also fighting against the fact that a lot of us have never been given the option of this being a choice of a lot of the things that we've been expected to do our whole lives being a choice. But on the contrary, a lot of men are never given the choice about whether they want to be the sole provider or not. And the reason why we don't go there in that conversation a lot of the time is because we think, well, I don't want to emasculate them. Or if I don't do this, we're going to lose the whole like like the gender role thing will mess up our relationship and it doesn't. Polarity, a lack of polarity is what kills relationships. It's not about what you're actually doing. It's about the masculine and feminine energy being in its natural balance for the two of you. And it doesn't matter who holds what, what matters is that it's in balance and you both feel like you're in your natural energy and you're kind of making up the the extra, the unmade up piece, like you're balancing each other out is my point. That's what it means. You're meant to be balancing each other out in this way. And it doesn't matter what, what physical tasks you're doing. And I think that this is really important because 
chopping wood is sexy (laughs) and it's masculine. And sometimes making money is not masculine. Like it's sitting in front of a computer, tap, tap, tapping away at the keyboard. That's not masculine necessarily. Providing is a masculine thing, feeling like a provider and receiving is a very feminine thing. So if you're a woman, if you're a single mom who is providing for herself, then please make sure that you understand that it is safe for you to receive the help that you need to receive in order for you to feel like you can do the things that are important to you inside of your family. There are no rules about this. It's about working out what works for you. And the thing that I find the most interesting is that a lot of women will just naturally pick up the role of cooking and cleaning and all that stuff outside of even having their own businesses or being the breadwinner or even just having a goddamn job, right? Back in the 50s, we didn't get mortgages off of two incomes. We got mortgages off of one income so one person could take time off to raise children. We don't have that option a lot of the time anymore. So there's a lot of women out there who have kids, they're working, sometimes they're the breadwinner, but they're also carrying the mental load of changing the sheets and of making sure that the kids have had a bath and making sure everybody's fed and making sure that everybody's going the right places on the weekends and you're taking care of the calendar as well as all the cleaning and the cooking and the washing and the this and the that and running a business or and having your job and trying to hold down a social life and a relationship. And it's a huge mental load for a lot of women to hold. So I want you to know that this will go against almost every fiber of your being to ask yourself, do I actually want to do this forever? Right? And here's my liberating question to you as you listen to me and my words right now. I'm asking you, do you want to do this forever? Because I don't think anyone may have asked you this before. What parts of your life do you actually want to do? And what parts of your life do you not want to do? Now, it might not be that you have the resources or the means to be able to immediately get this off your plate right now, but just this inquiry may bring up some stuff for you. Just this inquiry may be challenging for you because maybe no one's ever asked you before, or maybe you've never given yourself permission to think about it before, or you don't know how you'd ever solve this problem if you did it, if you swapped it over. But I also want you to start thinking right now, like, what are the things that I would take off my plate if I could? And... Is it possible that I actually could take this stuff off my plate and I actually do have the means or I do have the support or I do have the availability to do it. I've just been unwilling to ask for it up until now because of my freaking social conditioning, because of the conditioning and the fact that I was never taught to ask for this. I was never asked if I wanted it to be a choice. I've just naturally picked it up and I've never been asked if I wanted to ever take it off my plate. But you know, when you're at work, you don't normally just pick up someone else's plate, pick up someone else's work or pick up extra stuff that's just lying around the office without in some way asking yourself if you want to pick that up because it's recognition that it's your choice on some level to pick it up and do it. Or you get paid a little bit more for doing it or you have a review at the end of the year and you get acknowledged for doing it, right? So it's just about opening up that conversation of like, what is it that I actually want to do? What feels important to me and what feels absolutely not important to me. So whether you are the breadwinner or not, that's what I really want you to know. I want you to know that you have a choice about everything. I want you to know that gender roles don't mean shit. Polarity is what will kill your relationship if it's not there. The masculine and feminine needs to be in balance. Okay. It's just about getting clear on what feels important to you and make that the thing that you build your life around. And um, for Jamie and I, like we're all like, I'll always be sharing my own personal lessons, like inside of 
stories that I have with my clients and things like that. So I'm quite happy to keep this conversation going. And I'm sure there will be more in another number of years of things that we have learned and the ways that we've turned things around. But you do what you can with what you have. Like right now, I'd love to have a cleaner, but no one's willing to drive to my rural property to do that for us. So we've figured out a way to do that on our own. Yeah, you just do what you can with what you have. And I think that's it for today. So if you want to check out the video about being the breadwinner and looking at your own conditioning and your ideas about it, check out the YouTube video that I made a number of years ago on that. And whether you're the breadwinner or not, what I really, really, really want you to know is that you have a choice about everything that you're doing right now. And it is safe for you to take charge and lead and still have a family and have a successful business and still keep your health and still keep your sanity. And the price of entry is moving beyond every piece of conditioning that you've ever learned about what you're supposed to do because of your gender and keep the polarity in place and ask for help so that you can keep the polarity in place. The price of entry is going against what you've learned you're supposed to do and doing what you actually want to do. It's all available to you. So please let me know what you think of this. I can't wait to hear from you. I'm sending you so much love. Remember, everything you want is so much closer than you think. So stay curious and stay open. Ciao for now. Thank you so much for being here and listening in with me today. I'm really grateful to be gracing your ears. Of all the things you could be listening to right now, you're right here with me. So thank you. Now, I'd love to hear from you. What was your one insight of the day? How are you going to apply it? Why not tell me in a review? If you know someone who would love this, please do share it with them. It's the best kind of compliment. So you could take a screenshot, you could tag me on Instagram and be that super freak who shares what's working for you with your world. And if you want more, you might like to check out my website, hayleycar.tv. It's linked in the notes. It's there. You can find out about all the ways we can play even more together. And you can also get a free copy of my book and download a free copy of the Super Freak Self-Coaching Scorecard 2, which a lot of people are having a lot of fun with right now. Remember, everything you want is so much closer than you think. So stay curious, stay open and say yes. I'll see you soon.